Hello, nomads, and welcome to the Nomads of Fantasy podcast. My name is Brandon. I am your host, and I'm also here with Eric. So metaphorical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where yeah. that's from. Okay, and Dave? Not rich, but still nice. She's nice because she's rich. Hell, if I had all this money, I'd be nice too. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, if you looked at the title of this episode, we're talking about Parasite, that movie that came out a couple years ago, uh, like 2019, right? Yep. We're recording 2022 here. And it just kind of came out of nowhere, and it's like, what? This movie from Korea just won Best Picture? Right? So I'm like, okay. Uh, I have to see this. And so I saw this movie like a year ago. But Dave and Eric, you guys have not seen this movie until now. It's been on the wish list, but nope. Yep, this is never first, got around to it. First time. It was like to catch up on those Oscar movies because like they're usually not movies that you like they're not big movie theater hits or anything like that, but they're usually like good movies if you can I don't know. A lot of times they're drier or a little bit, but this one was a little something different. It's pretty wet. It was. <laughs> well, there's nothing. I don't know what you could say about it. You don't want to give anything away. It's just like just just go in. Like so. I I don't. Yeah, yep. I'm excited to talk about this one. So, and, all right, we'll hold off on that for now. Shelf that, and then let's start with Dave. And just real quick, what have you been doing since we last talked? Um, couple little things. It is, um, fall 76. It is the Fashnot festival. So popped in, <laughs> saved some robots, shot some stuff. You know, they have the limited time awards there, but Fashnot is the big, is the big fallout thing, I guess. But it's the same event that they have every single year, but it's just another reason to hop back in. Um, been playing some Mario versus Rabbids with the kiddos. It is fucking tough though. Like I it could see tough. kids not like kids wanting to play it, like the five year old here, and uh, it being way too difficult for him. And ha- I'm having to kind of walk him through everything. But that's one of your Mario turn based strategy games, kind of mm-hmm. like um, it's Mario XCOM essentially. XCOM, yeah, that's what I was looking for. But yeah, it's like a tactical shooter. I got a decent chunk into that game and. I, I think I just put it down because I kept getting my ass kicked. Like I got to like the DK like rabid boss or something. And like, I just could not get past him. So I put it down. I yeah. Think, I'm I think just, that was towards the middle ish end ish, whatever. But. I'm just tagging in when, when needed out the kid play as much as possible. And then I'll just hop in and be the mid boss or, you know, do whatever. But, uh, that one's pretty cool. And the one that's been the big, uh, big touchstone this week brandon talked about it earlier but a game called echo generation i'm playing it with both kids okay so you probably got farther than i have uh where are you right now in that yeah i mean to to break it down real quick it's by coco cucumber it's a turn-based combat game where you're kind of like running around it's kind of like a adventure game but then there's turn-based combat in it kind of like the south park games it's a lot like those where you know you're going to find this. You go beat up these guys. They give you the thing you need to go unlock this other thing. And But it's got like this cutesy voxel 90s. I don't know. It's like a late 80s, early 90s setting. And it kind of reminds me of Stranger Things where like the kids are investigating a downed weird yeah. stuff. Happening is there, the, yeah. Isn't the music really good? Like 
I, thought I had to turn it back up, good. but yeah, this, the whole thing is pretty good. It's got, you know, some funny stuff into it and it like it's it's uh, innocent enough where the kids can play it. You know, there are some parts that like, you know, some jump scares that like got me and it scared the piss out of the kids a little bit. I, uh, you know, didn't expect that to make that turn. But yeah, it's, you know, it's. A nice little run. It's, I don't think it's going to be terribly long. It's probably like eight hours, maybe. Um, probably a little more than halfway through it, but that one's on Game Pass. Yeah, perfect game to get off of Game Pass. Yeah. You know, you kind of just get in, play it, get out. Came out in 2021, but yeah, I'll probably be done with that one soon. But yeah, that one's pretty solid. Um, I guess the only other thing I've been playing is a phone game, um, Vampire Survivors. Which I've been hearing of, about this like a, from a bunch of different places. It's worth, I still don't know what it is. It's nothing crazy. It's not like a like a phone phone game because like to play it, I actually you have to go to the website and you just play it through the browser rather than downloading an app or anything like that. At least on Android, but it's like a and roguelike kind of actiony thing where it's very very castlevania inspired because you're fighting like bats and zombies and monsters and stuff like that but um you're kind of just like walking around a procedurally generated map from the top down and your guy like every two seconds does a whip does a whip and you walk around a little bit and you kill some guys you go up levels and then you get holy water and then holy water starts coming down from it and it like slowly ramps up over time but it's quick enough where it's not boring and then like different monsters will start coming at you. And then as you start to get a good run together, you know, maybe you'll have a fire wand and you know, everything it's very, it's got an RPG leveling system where you can unlock every time you go up a level, you pick from one of three things to unlock. And I mean, there's not a ton to it. You kind of just wander around the map, kill guys, pick up their experience points, keep going. Um, after each run, then you go back and you take the money that you get and buy new guys or buy new weapons or upgrade your guy. And then you make another run. So it's, it's pretty, it's weirdly addicting for being so simple. I don't know what it is about it, but it, it definitely like, yeah, the guys start to, when you can see when the difficulty ramps up and like a swarm of people will start coming at you and like, you gotta, you gotta kind of think quick and your run can, go to shit really quickly sometimes which is how fun. are the controls they're they're it's, good i mean it's a mobile game it's literally just they gotta make or break the experience there's no there's just one button you just literally just walking around the directional you don't hit anything to attack everything's like he just whips every two seconds and okay. then like his you know if you unlock a wand or you unlock holy water or something it'll just drop every three to five seconds randomly oh, on the map really streamlined for <laughs> you and you just super simple but yeah, but okay. weirdly addictive. I don't know what it is about okay. it, but it's got that cool Castlevania look to it. But that's it for me. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, how about you, Eric? Um, I haven't gotten a ton of gaming in this week, but I played a little bit more of Arkham Asylum, mm. and I you'll got you guys will love this one, I'm sure. Um, so I'm part of the MVC. Uh, Nintendo voice chat Facebook group and someone was giving away like a free copy of the new Pokemon game. Um, oh, Pokemon that's supposed to be really Legends good. Arceus. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, I don't know, like hundreds of comments thrown in there people trying to win it. So I was just like, sure. I was on, I've been on the fence about this game. I mean, I've 
I love Pokemon, but like I just haven't really been that into it in the past couple games. So I was on the fence about this one, but I you know really wanted to check it out because they changed up the formula and everything. So I threw my name in there and I ended up winning it huh. a free copy off off that post. So Come that's on, pretty dude. cool. Really? That's pretty yeah. sweet. That's awesome. Like I never win anything. I was like, <laughs> ah, shit. That's great. Nobody that's does. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Good for you, man. Totally so super cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, I got a so I got a free code for that game. So I threw it on last night and played about two hours or so of it. And um, it's good. I like it so far. The beginning is pretty slow. I mean, you could tell it's made for kids because they like tutorialize every single thing. Like, this is how you walk around. This is how you move the camera. This is how you catch a Pokemon. This is how you battle. Like, I don't know. It's just very hold handy um, in the beginning. But... I feel like I'm sort of at the point where it's starting to open up a little bit. It's not like fully open world. Um, I mean, the the Pokemon games before were mostly just like top down, not really like super open areas and everything. Um, mostly just standard JRPG style. But this one is definitely more open. It's, you know, it's got the Breath of the Wild comparisons with the big open areas and everything. Um, and there's just Pokemon ro- roaming all over the place, which is really cool. Because normally you get like random encounter battles and everything and you go into the sequence, but everything's just super wide open. Um, You go out on these like scouting, like survey missions where you catch uh, a bunch of different Pokemon. You have like all these tasks for each Pokemon. You're filling out your Pokedex. Um, So it's it's cool. I I mean, I haven't gotten too much into it yet. Um, I want to dive a little bit deeper into it, but I really like how they've changed up the Pokemon formula. Um, and I feel like it's definitely going to get someone like me, uh, back into Pokemon. Like I'm a, I've been a lifelong fan, but I'm a little bit lapsed, uh, lately on the past couple games, just cause I'm a little bit tired of the formula. So I'm really glad that they're changing up. And I, I hope this game is like a, a proof of concept, you know, is it going action-y? forward? Is it like our turn based? What calls it like the combat so, stuff work? Um, when you're catching Pokemon, it's basically like any other like open world stealth game. Like you're sneaking through grass and you can aim with your Pokeball and just throw it at them. Some Pokemon (laughs) have like different demeanors, like some will be aggressive. So you can't catch this Pokemon who's aggressive without battling them first and weakening them. So there's a little bit of strategy with that. Um, some of them are skittish and will run away if you get too close to them. Uh, so there's, there's definitely some strategy there. It's still like, um, turn based when you get into the battle sequence, but you, you have like full control of your character. So you can kind of like still walk around while you're, um, commanding your Pokemon. So it's pretty cool. Um, sounds cool. I'm into it. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, doesn't look the best, but I don't really, I guess I don't care that much. Um, it's kind of what I expected out of this game. Like I said, I just hope that this is like sort of a proof of concept going forward and that they improve upon and stick with this formula. Um, I don't know if this is like a one-off experiment or if they're going to keep going with this uh, going forward, but I hope that's the case. So uh, yeah, I'll probably have a little bit more to report on that next week. I just kind of dipped my toes into it, um, but so far I'm enjoying it. Do you think it's like a good game for like a, like for you, like a father and son game? Oh yeah. Like where you're, yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, it's, for sure more aimed towards kids like it's it's not hard at all like um if if any uh 
if any. But like, if you're a Pokemon fan and you have a little guy, yeah. a little girl, whatever, you know, and you want to jam out on Pokemon, could the two of you get both? Could the both of you get an enjoyment out of it? Like, I think hey, this so. is something we could game together. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Possible. I think a, the you know a longtime Pokemon fan will get the nostalgia out of it and will get the um, you know them changing up the formula that'll kind of get them back into it and it's easy enough for a kid to pick up and play you know together with a with a parent and everything so i think yeah I, I think that's a perfect game for that cool um but yeah so that's pretty much what i've been checking out how about you brandon uh i dude i finally you know went to the library because this is what <laughs> i've been doing lately and i've been <laughs> your new blockbuster rotating video rotating these it's my dude. It's my blockbuster video <laughs> experience. Yeah, I got figured. Yeah, it's great. I get my nostalgia kick. Um, yeah, I I, I snagged uh, Ghost of Tsushima, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. From PlayStation game. Uh, it's great. It's really good. It has this mode. Oh, what do they call it? like Kojima or something? Kurosawa mode. Kurosawa. Thank you. Yeah, because of the a director that Kojima mode would lo- be interesting too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I knew it was with the K. But anyways, it, it was awesome because you can switch between like full color or this old high contrast black and white gritty look, and I keep bouncing between both because it's the game is beautiful. Love the sword work in this game. Uh, it's like a I third person every, action. Oh, you should. I think a lot of people know about this game. I'm just late to it, but I just Bam. saw it and I'm playing the director's cut and I'm just, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is, is awesome. And I, I can see why people are gushing about it. And I it's got really good pacing, really good acting, and the visuals are, are great. Um, so here I am finally playing it, say, it and yeah. I like it. If you want to hear more Ghost of Tsushima, me gushing about it, you can go back to like, I don't know, yeah. episode, like early episodes and you'll hear me talking about it because I, I I was hot on that game for a while and just kind of fell off a little bit just because I had some other stuff coming around. But I fully intend on getting back to it, especially now that it has like the next gen upgrade and everything that you can get. So, but yeah, it looks it looks amazing, like even on a PS4. It has like this other mode I noticed that was like DLC kind of. It's cool. Like you go up to your horses and you'll see three horses, but no, there's a fourth one. It's already unlocked and it's the director's cut. It's a director's cut edition or something like that. It's like the bo- the deal. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You get all the bonus stuff. The ex- Do they have horse armor on? No. I know. That's a good, uh, that's a good, uh, what was it Oblivion? Yes. First DLC Oblivion. on 360 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, deep cut there. Um, but no, it's just more, I don't know, decorative, I guess. But it has those like kind of things in the game. There's like a whole other mode uh, that you can kind of grind through, I guess, which is just like fight this guy, then this guy, then this guy. And it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. But I just, yeah, the game's awesome. This director's cut is great. I'm, I'm sure I'm just lucky to be experiencing this for my first time, this version. So, But uh, the other thing I did is I was on our, our friend's uh, Best of the Rest podcast. And I joined them for their conversation for Blade Trinity, which is, I went on there because I've never seen it. I've seen the first Blade and the second Blade. So I'm like, all right, well, if I'm going to watch this movie, it's been a long time since I've seen the other Blade movies, especially the second one, like probably saw it once. So I watched all three of the Blade movies. And then we went and talked about Blade Trinity together. How did they, podcast. they're pretty old. How'd they age? Check them out. 
How are they now? Uh, so, uh, I, it's like one of those things where they, they get some things right, but like whenever somebody, okay, you know, Blade, Wesley Snipes is awesome, by the way. I miss seeing oh, yeah. him. Like, it was really cool seeing him as the front man in an action show. And it's like, it's a Marvel trilogy, but yeah, the CG, like the sword plays really good. The, uh, the, the action's good. The, I think when people get disintegrated, like when a vampire gets disintegrated to ash, that holds up. I think. Pretty but sure that like uh, the, freaked the me out as a kid. Yeah. Even, oh, really? Yeah, because I watched the first Blade when I was like, I don't know, probably six, seven years old. It, dude, it has <laughs> horror stuff in it. Dude, yeah, I remember being a little freaked out by some of the stuff in there. I'm horrible with names, but what is it? Guillermo del Toro. How do you say? Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, he did the second Blade, which at the time I didn't know who he was, and he did that one, and it's really freaky. I'm like, oh, that's right. The whole vampire's mouth is like, are their like their chin opens up and a like alien like a, like a, another mouth pops out oh. or something like that. It's really messed up. Yeah, and they started doing that in Blade two and three, but it was just interesting to see like this trilogy before you know what we're doing now with Marvel characters. So. Man, they gotta bring Blade back in some way. Can't he just still be in this universe? You know, they could bring anyone now that they got the multiverse going. You know, just pop in Wesley Snipes. You know, I, I would, I would love to see him reprise his role. I don't know how he's getting. Yeah. I guess he's getting up there these days, but like, I'm sure he could but still he pull could it st- off. I mean, yeah. I mean, Sam Jackson's getting up there, and he's still doing action scenes. And I mean, not too much. He's not. But he's he's with the guys, I guess. So also play just I don't know. He knows how to use a sword, so he probably could just look cool with a sword and just take people out with some cool close-ups. Anyways, that was cool seeing uh, the Blade trilogy, and I probably won't experience them ever again. But they're okay. They're they're worth watching again. I think we are ready to move on to talk about Parasite. Sure. So let's take a break and then do some social and then we'll get into the the main Act number two. Act two. We are back, and before we get into Parasite, Eric went out on social and said, hey, we're going to be talking about Parasite. What say you? <sighs> is that not what you said? That's exactly you said what I said. Yeah, no. <laughs> that is not what I said, but um, you can follow us on Twitter at Nomads of Fantasy, and I asked all of our listeners out there um, what your thoughts on Parasite were. We got a couple of responses here. Uh, Shoot the Flick says, such a well-done script. The actor, the actors were perfect and de- all... Can't talk tonight. The actors were perfect and deserved all the awards. Uh, Film Rage... Fantastic. Film Rage says, it's Mondo. We love the director. 
Um, your next favorite movie says fantastic, a dark comedy with a great script and amazing performances all around. I was very impressed with this one. Uh-huh. Agreed. Driving, driving D van says not at all what I expected, but awesome. Nonetheless, this was my first experience with modern Korean filmmaking. Hmm. And I hate your taste in movies says absolutely fantastic. So <laughs> I think it's safe to say people like this movie. Yeah. Sounds like positive uh, yeah. all over the board. Um, yes. We have one more thing. <laughs> we had we received an email um, at you can you out there listening can email us at yeah, nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com. Mm. Um, and this email is from Scott. I think we all know. Oh, Scott. Okay. Oh, God. And he says, how do you feel about Pizza Hut returning to Buffalo, New York? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott. You're hilarious. Yes, I, I, Brandon Wilson, I love Pizza Hut. Let it be I think known. it's safe I to think, say we all I, like Pizza I, Hut I, yeah. here. It's good. I don't know. People just like, I don't, some people just frown upon me instantly when I say like, like oh really? I don't like chain pizza. I'm like, where the fuck do you think your pizza and greens are coming from? They're all, I don't know. I mean, come got... on, you think they're going down to the farmer's market to get... Listen, pizza Hut is its own thing. It's not, yeah. it's not Pizza Hut. Or it's not pizza. It's just Pizza Those Hut. people have not had stuffed crust super supreme, oh. man. That's oh, what's going yeah. on. Keep your stuffed crust, man. <laughs> I love, oh, the stuffed crust. Ooh, With the yeah. balsamic drizzle. Buffalo's got their own between the pe- the wings and the pizza here, they've like got their own subculture of pizza in this area. But pe- that's, that's why true. Pizza Hut is frowned that's upon. True. But it's got I it guess. does have that certain flavor Listen, that you pizza just Hut crave is sometimes. just like yeah, it's 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 unique. It's its own thing, you know. If you, <laughs> I think it's the dough. Like you said, it's the dough. dough yeah, really dude. Yeah, stuffed crust can't beat it. They also got me as a kid with Book It. Yeah, you know. I mean, I think we all got we all got. Up, up on our reading when we were they kids. They got me young. Yep. Go for your free personal pan. Read your books. Pizza Hut buffet, like lunch, you know, oh. some days you need a, need a good pick-me-up. Go to Pizza Hut buffet. Delicious. Oh, you could eat. It was great. <laughs> so Amazing. true. Just like everybody. about pizza any day. <laughs> just like everybody knows about Pizza Hut. Everybody should know about the nomads. So, you know, <laughs> if you have a friend out there that needs to. Needs to talk about nerdy stuff and wants to talk about movies. Tell them about the nomads, you know, get it out there. Yeah. That's my cheap social plug. So thanks. (laughs) I don't care about likes. I don't care about reviews. Just tell a friend. So, well, thank you, Scott, for that wonderful email. And thank you, everyone else. Good. Who wrote in about Parasite. All right. Let's get into this movie. So, again, you two haven't seen it yet. I didn't know and what it was when I got in, like when I was dude. Yeah, just the I, name. The, the name Parasite made me think it was going to be like some sci-fi, sci-fi, or like some sort of horror thing where people. Right, are... I wasn't. I wasn't sure what to expect at all. It's like much went, more metaphorical. Yep, I went right. in, went in completely, completely blind. Had no idea. Had yes, zero I... expectations. So, I think that's kind of the perfect way to go into this movie. Okay, so now that we have seen it, we're gonna get into the story here. Um, there's a few ways we could tackle this one. And I like this blind reaction that we're having. So you guys really liked it. I've seen it twice now. Oh man. Okay. Just real quick, just real quick. What are you, where's your head right now? Uh, Eric, we'll start with you. 
now that you've seen this movie, because where it starts and where it ends is not the same movie. Like, you right. did not see this coming. It's like, especially that last half hour, it is a roller coaster of a ride. <laughs> it's insane. But, so, Eric, just quickly tell us your reaction to 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 this movie and then Dave, and then we'll get into maybe the plot and sure. talk about production and stuff. Yeah, like, even in the beginning, like you said, the first half is, like, completely different from the second half. Like, I was all in on this, like, whole idea of this poor family kind of conning this rich family and basically getting them to employ their entire family. Cause they're, they were pretty hard <laughs> off, you know, pretty down on the dumps and struggling money wise and everything like that. So, um, I was, I was kind of on board with this whole plan and everything. And I was kind of waiting for the moment for it to all come to a head, you know, like you could feel like some kind of sense of dread were, in the background. Like something <laughs> is going to happen. They're, they're, they're getting, getting too careless. comfortable, yeah. too careless, too comfortable with the situation. Um, and like, they just, you know, at a, at a certain point, they, I feel like they felt like they were untouchable, but you knew something, something was going to happen. Um, and when everything kind of shifted, like midway through the movie, uh, like, I I was not expecting it at all. Like I knew it was gonna go somewhere, but I didn't know exactly where. And, and like I was I was just kind of blown away, blindsided, and very uh, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, we'll get into yeah we'll get into that moment for sure when that shift happens. But uh, but overall, like what do you, how do you feel about the movie though? Did you like how it is like this? just interesting story and it just goes kind of this way then it goes that way and yeah yeah absolutely but it's also deep there's like there's a lot of metaphorical stuff being said in this movie it's and i don't even know the culture like what do i know about that area but as a human being i can relate to class uh and the struggle and the mentality and what it takes to be whatever successful or not and all that stuff and yeah it's damn. i i i could i can confidently say that i definitely enjoyed this movie um and like i don't know you just you just don't see many movies like this i love seeing a movie that is unique and something like that i've never mm-hmm. seen before and this was exactly that yeah all right dave what say you oh thirsty um i i liked it <laughs> Uh, not what I expected going in. Cause I didn't really know, like it was supposed to be like what genre it was or whatever, even when I was starting it, but I ended up turning into like a dark satire commentary comedy kind of that's, I don't know how else to put it. It was like very, very suspenseful and, uh, super intense in some of the parts. Uh, you can tell that like Eric said, shit's going to hit the fan because, certain parts you'll hear like the music creeping in the background as like Mr. Kim's starting to slowly break down. Um, but I, I don't know in the end, it's almost like I just watched an episode of it's always sunny in South Korea because it's literally <laughs> like this, the gang gets together and swindles a rich family and then kind of hilarity ensues from there. Uh, like you, Brandon, like you said, there's a lot of metaphor, metaphorical themes in it when you're like taking a step back and looking at the movie, you know, talking about class structure and the haves and the have nots and the rich and the poor and the disparity between, you know, those two groups. And it's, yeah, it's 
this makes it's a thinker on a couple levels, but it's also so intense that like you're not you're in you're in the moment and you're in the movie. Like it gets your attention. Yeah, I, I was on the edge of my seat like the entire time, just wanting <laughs> wanting to know what happens up. next. You know. I know. <laughs> I I for, I've seen this movie before and I'm watching it again like a, I don't know, like a year or whatever later and I knew the main beats of the story but yeah every time they were going down back down down underneath I was it was so intense I was like what I don't remember I don't think I remember this God this movie is good so okay let's let's just start from the beginning. Because I think you kind of have to with a movie like this because uh, the tone shifts so much. So the movie is Parasite. came out in 2019. It was directed by Bong Joon-ho. I hope I say, I'm saying this right. Yeah, we're, we're probably, probably going to be switching these yeah. Korean names for but sure. We know that, but we know that the it's about these it's about this one family. But I would say it's also about this other family. The Kims and uh, the Parks. Yes, the Kims, Kims and the Parks, yeah. And the Kims and the Parks, yeah. So the Kims are uh, they're, they're of a lower class. Right, they're folding boxes of folding pizza boxes. Pizza boxes. Like pizza. Yeah, yeah. I've you had know? that and job before. It's not not very fun. Yeah, and they and they effed it up, and you know, they, I don't know. They're just literally, literally though. It's like they're they live below ground level. Mm-hmm. They have like this small view, and like the movie starts with these like shoes hanging or something hanging, right? Is it so- yeah. socks? Yeah, because they're probably they're drying their laundry like. Hanging out. Well, you can see the, it, that the they sun, that they live like in the fucking gutter. You know, you got these drunk assholes coming and pissing outside their windows like every day, and like they go out to yell at them and stuff. So like, this is not a great place to be living. Definitely not. Just looking at their house and everything, definitely not sanitary. Um, a weird setup. Like, I don't know if you guys noticed, but their toilet is on this weird, like, pedestal thing. Like, well, near the ceiling. I don't think so it was weird. intended to be a place to live. Right. I think it's like a basement. So, yeah, it's like a basement that they converted has... into, like, an apartment. Probably has to do with, like, water pressure and, you know, how that stuff works. Mm-hmm. Can't have, yeah, a, can't have a toilet it, too low. You see the problem with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it, so this family's just really. I mean, they even have that scene early on where they're like gassing bugs, and they have stink bugs in their their apartment. Mm-hmm. So they they just keep the windows open, and everybody's like freaking out and kind of coughing and stuff like that, and saying we gotta close those windows. And Kim is just, you know, Mister Kim, he's just sitting there folding the boxes like it's nothing. Yeah, he's just going about. But his then day. the next scene, the next scene is like, I can't pay you for the whole thing because you kind of fucked up here. So. Like, I, what am I going to do with, like, a quarter of the stuff that you, you gave us? And I wonder, was it him who, who messed up? Is this guy a constant failure? Does he always, you know, I don't know, because he he seems like he's never has a plan. And we'll get into the whole plan theme and all that stuff. But what is his deal, you know? Or well, he's was, sitting around during the day, too. Like, shouldn't you be out looking for jobs and stuff like that? I don't know. But then well, you wonder. The family's yeah. so good at, like. It seems like they're used to and good at grifting people. Where oh know, yeah, the daughter That's kind ends of their up, whole thing. The daughter ends up forging things, and he's like proud of her for doing it, and you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. Where a you know normal parent would probably yell at their kid for forging documents. Oh, he's so proud of his daughter's work for forging the the resume or yeah. whatever the. Yeah, the college uh, documents. College or... admission thing. I guess. Yeah, yeah that the, do- get, yeah, the to get to yeah. their. Um, I guess we'll call him 
Kevin King, Kim, Kevin Kim, um, the son of Mr. Kim. But his friend yeah, shows probably up. Probably the main character, I yeah. would say. Mm-hmm. But his friend shows up and he's like a college kid and he's kind of like, you know, I think he's like he the meta- he's the metaphor for what, you know, Kevin is striving to be, really. And he drops off a scholar's rock, which is meant to promise wealth. But really, it's just his way of getting his buddy to like, you know, go give English lessons to this family. And that's kind of their foot in the door, really, of how it starts. And how he gets his foot in the door is his sister forging his university documents to kind of fake his way into being an English tutor. Mm -hmm. And that is when, I don't know, like that's when you start to see like the plan is hatched where like the whole whole family's in on it. It starts out like simple um, with just Kevin and the son, you know, tutoring uh the daughter of the parks um and then he kind of hatches this idea like he sees that their son is like artistic and he needs you know the mother mentioned like there was some mrs park mentioned there was some uh other they've tried a di- bunch of different art tutors for the song is the son's name and none of them have really worked out so he hatches this idea this is like the first one that his sister which they called her jessica um to uh, bring her in like he's like oh i know someone that you know could be good uh for him (laughs) she's studying all these different things and like like a big thing with them is um mentioning that they're like from america like she worked in chicago and all this stuff like that makes them seem like more I don't know what it there's, is. More. There's a couple of times where they mention U.S. Like, oh, we got mm-hmm. it. They got it from the U.S. It'll be good. Or right. like, TP no. is like, do you think it'll collapse? Like, it was made in the U.S. It should be. It should be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I know. They, I love that stuff. They bring in Jessica and like, you can tell that she she even says at one point she's spouting off all the stuff about like art uh therapy and philosophy and everything and she's like oh yeah i just google that stuff and kind of uh riffed off it so like you can tell that all of them are like very good con artists they're all uh they're all in on it yeah so one by one they start bringing in each of these family members and hatch this plan to get the driver out get the housekeeper out and like this took me a minute crazy to figure that out because like, you know, he gets the sister in, she does the thing. She's getting a ride home in the limo. She mm-hmm. takes off her underwear and I'm like, what is she doing? Right. And I didn't she know. Hides what, it under, right. It's why I didn't know seat. what the, what the conceit so that for that guy gets was. Fired. Yeah. yeah. And then the way they get rid of the housekeeper is just even more diabolical, which is what makes me think of the gang from always and Sunny. It's just like some shit they would do, but they find out that the housekeeper has a really bad, allergic reaction to peaches and they start like shaving off peach fuzz like off of peaches and then just mm-hmm. like shaking up in like a liquid just, and then spraying just like it dosing her. yeah just, just like flicking, flicking it in the air it. yep and end up like convincing the family that she has tuberculosis <laughs> right <laughs> like holy That's, shit yeah. like these such guys a are... diabolical plan like yeah so yeah so the whole family now is there you get the mother the father the son and the daughter and they're mm-hmm. all doing different jobs around this family, the parks. And the parks are very well off. And they are in this really cool house. And the house, it's, you know, it's one of those movies where it's like Die Hard or whatever. It's just, it takes place in one place. I was going to say, we, we've been, yeah, for the most part, we've mentioned this like in a bunch of different episodes. That, yeah, like Die Hard, The Thing, um, like a bunch of different ones where like the, the house is 
literally a character and like we get to know the house very well throughout the entire movie um and, and like, they made the mo- they made this house for the movie it's not a real house oh, they the, the director cool. had a specific vision or something like that and he yeah this movie was designed for the movie it's kind of whatever i mean it makes sense because it's beautifully shot it's, there's so mm-hmm. many gorgeous shots because you see it from the outside movie. and literally the house and the set um it's only one floor and the second floor from the outside is added in post-production which is okay. kind of insane like how they did that which if you see you see two pictures of it it's just like a one story house with a blue roof and then hmm. they just like they make it look like a like a chic like mansion oh, okay like it's a lot, got a lot of square a lot of big windows a lot of square stuff square edges on it but like yeah, yeah you kind of love that you kind of know where you are in the house after you learn a bit about it and once mm-hmm. shit starts going crazy one one scene that I thought was absolutely hilarious, though, before we get too far, is as they're trying to get the mother to take over the housekeepers, Mrs. Kim is going to take over the housekeeper's role. They they do a scene. It's like a little montage where they're the family is re- literally reading lines to each other. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. You're too emotional. You got to go back and like reread it. So they're like pre-planning all of the things that they're saying and like how, how the parks are going to react to them saying it. And just they've like, just, they've got their con game like set up. Pretty it's just like, nicely. why not put that effort into something <laughs> right. more right. like our proper job? Yeah. You know, I don't know. They've learned them so well and they're, they're taking advantage because the yeah, Mrs. park stories. is like, yeah, super gullible. They kind of mentioned that in the beginning, like she's, you know, quote unquote, simple, like, She's super gullible. She takes pretty much everything at face value that they say. Um, and she she trusts like recommendations so much more than, you know, anybody else coming off the street. So that's how they were able to get their basically their entire family into this house. Yeah. Working for this rich family, so she's like having sex with her husband like later on in the movie, and she says, "I want drugs, buy me drugs." Just like what in the world? I know that was. We should get to that scene. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was crazy. Well, but but after we get to the the main twist, yeah. So so the two families have conjoined, right? Or what? Not conjoined, but I don't know. Like they're the Kims. The Kims are basically family has infiltrated the Park family. Yeah, yeah, and you have the son and the daughter kind of having a thing now they've Mm -hmm. kind of fallen for each other so they're constantly making out and all that stuff and she's clearly wealthy and he is very apparent that he is not and he's just questioning like i don't know is there there something something wrong with me because i'm i come from a lower class family do i belong he he asked this stuff a couple times um and i thought that was interesting you don't know if like him and the daughter, like, if he's just putting on a guy's just to, like, if that's part of his grift, if that's part of his thing is to, like, get her to have feelings for him. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. how real any of it. And, yeah, like, he mentions, like, you know, I'll marry her someday. And you don't know if that's, like, a that's an inside job. Yeah, I know. I didn't understand that. Like, you're going to marry her or what? And then introduce your parents. And, like, by the way, the driver. Like, <laughs> right. Well, he said he's going to hire actors to play their parents. And I'm like, man. Right. You guys exactly. Are just- yeah. It's a long, that's what I was thinking. Like, what happens when you have to introduce your parents? And I'm like, oh, he's gonna hire actors. But yeah, kind of a dick move to his friend uh, Min there because he's the one who initially had feelings for her, and that's why nice. he. That was the entire reason that he wanted uh, Kevin to be her tutor is because he trusted her him not to uh, make any moves on her. But as soon as he gets there, he's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> I, and, they, and then they kiss. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Well. Yeah, it moved quickly. But yeah, so the two families are very much together, even though the one doesn't know the other one is a family. Mm-hmm. But there's like the two families are in this house and they're there's all these moments. Really, it comes down to uh, Mr. Kim and Mr. Park. And that's where you see the big difference. Like, hey, he's always talking about there's a there's a line. It mm-hmm. reminds him that there, I, you and I, there is a line. Like, you work for me. And he brings that up a few times. So, mm-hmm. a little too much. You got to know your right. place. So, yeah, does it? So, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't yeah. like when people cross the line. Yeah, so I kind of feel bad for the Kims because they're... All right, what they did is shady as hell like that's mm-hmm. messed up what they did you know but they're doing it but still like it yeah the way that they're being treated like how much they can't be getting paid a lot because there's like four people in that family and they're all working for the parks and they all have like you know full-time-ish jobs where they're all pretending they're you know what they're not like a super expensive art tutor and stuff like they should have enough money to move out of this shitty little like basement apartment that they're in at a certain point I- but I think they were always at the park so much that they only came home to sleep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Their entire lives lives are taken up because even because we're always especially together. especially um, Mrs. Kim because she's like kind of like a live in like nanny type housekeeper like she stays there a lot and we kind of see this especially when you know I guess we can kind of get into like when they go away on their camping trip um, for yes the park's son's birthday. So they kind of go away on this camping trip. They're all expecting them to be gone for this weekend or however long it's supposed to be. And then the parks, yeah, yes, the parks. And then the entire Kim family just comes over and is just hanging out, drinking, eating snacks on their couch. Right. They're like getting living the life. Hammered. They're getting hammered. Yeah. What are you guys doing? They're just playing fast and loose. Like they are. They. Uh, this was yeah. the point where I was like, okay, you guys are yeah, just getting you're... too comfortable here. <laughs> They're asking something's for it. gonna happen because, like, you know, they've been fooling them so easily up until this. Like, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie, like obviously they're getting a little overconfident in their abilities. But yep basically, yeah. When it, you know it's just pouring rain out, they're just getting sloppy drunk. You know. <laughs> Mr. Kim just like clears the table with his arm and there's broken glass and stuff everywhere. Like, right. You guys are just like animals in there. But, um, basically the, the old nanny shows back up at the house in the rain. This is where the movie, Dude, yeah. it was like enjoyable. It was cool. I like, knew. okay, I didn't know her. I'm like, what? As soon as that doorbell, I was like, what? No, no, don't let her in. What are you doing? Yeah, that was the uh, fatal, fatal mistake there. You should have just been like, nope, parks aren't here. Sorry, leave. I don't know. Right. Otherwise, yeah. But I guess I'll, I'll run with the story for a little bit. Uh, they let her in, and then she says she just forgot something down in the basement. <laughs> like, they're... they're Which isn't know, technically a lie. That is true. <laughs> like, the living room is just trashed. Like, they've got food all over the place. Like the the Kim family is hiding while Mama mm-hmm. Kim, Mama Kim is talking to her, and she's down in the basement for a while. And Mrs. Kim goes down there to see what the hell she's doing, and she sees her pushing on a bookcase, and she starts <laughs> Dude, yelling at her. I was like, like "What the hell me. is she doing?" So she pulls a you know a plate or whatever that was wedged under there, and you find they have a f- fucking secret bunker in their basement. Yep, yeah, just a secret door behind this crazy uh, pantry. It leads down to this. Which like, did, 
did the parks know about this? No, no. that's okay. the whole point. Okay, because yeah. it was a secret bunker. Yes. Yeah, they were saying they were saying a lot of these houses have like secret bunkers for like North Korean missile attacks hmm. and everything that they didn't they had no idea that this was even there. The Park family. Well, the oh, because we're talking about the previous the previous owner, and she yes. was there. Um, also with the previous owner. So when yep. the, when this ar- architect or artist designed this house, he had one of these things installed. Yep. And I think it was during like the Cold War. People could just send nukes at each other at any time, kind of stuff. And they were it was very common. They said to have these, especially if the, the richer people, wealthy people's, yeah, would, yeah, would have these uh, in their houses underneath these secret bunkers. So. But this guy, I, maybe at some point, was ashamed when he or something like that. But he he didn't make it very very much known to the person who bought the house. But the housekeeper did, the previous one. So she something happened to her husband. Obviously, I mean that's what we're about to find that's, out. Her yeah. husband's down there, and he's he's hiding from like loan sharks or something like that. Yes. So yep. she's just saying, "Hey, just crash here." But it's Dude, like he's been down there it for comes four out years. of nowhere. Yeah. It comes out of nowhere because like you're you're thinking the twist is this family's gonna get caught. Mm-hmm. Are they gonna get caught because they've infiltrated? And then this just comes out of nowhere in the rain. This woman just shows up, like, what is she doing here? To she's got evidence or something like that. No, she's got her own story going on in the background, and she needed to get in there. And I was just like, Okay, this movie just got wild. And at first, me. it's funny because at first she was trying to like explain herself to Mrs. Kim and she was trying to sympathize with her like, oh, you know, we're Sis, poor, we're, yeah. you know, we're in the same kind of situation. And then as the entire Kim family is listening, they all kind of trip and fall down the stairs and it's revealed that, oh, oh like shit. the three the, stooges back right, there. Exactly. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. I was like, guys. And then the tables uh, turn pretty quickly and things start to get a little uh, well, it's testy. Kind of funny because the old the old Nat or the old housekeeper, um, they were kind of doing, not doing the same thing, but at, you know, at a certain point, the family left to, for Paris or whatever. And she snuck her husband into the basement. He's just been mm-hmm. living down there hiding from like, so and they're kind of in food. They're, uh, they're not as innocent as they claim to be either, but, right. um, basic, <laughs> it's, it's just wild. Oh like God. that scene is just so intense because you don't know what's from going here. On. Everything just kind of escalates, it's you fucking, know, yeah. one after the other. And this is, yeah, it's like buckle up. Cause it's going to be a ride from here on out. It mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. It is so intense because they get into that whole alter- altercation where they fight, right? And they kind of because she has she's the... ready to hit send to send a video or a video of you know the Kim family all together and the one kid saying oh, dad or whatever. What yeah, she's she's, she's holding it over them. them, and you know eventually Kevin Kim uh, charges and knocks the phone up in the air, and then it's just a big brawl and people are <laughs> punching each other and the. Daughter Jessica grabs the peaches and just starts shoving her into her face because mm-hmm. she knows she's allergic. It's just like complete. It's a melee. It's insanity. And then the phone rings. Yep, that's at the point where the phone rings and oh, Parks are coming home early. They'll be there in eight minutes. Oh Better my get god! Get your shit together. And this is like my heart is going when we're watching like this part of the movie. Like it's like the panics, like clean up the house party because mm-hmm. mom and dad are. Oh, coming did you home. watch this with Lisa? She well, oh, okay. she had fallen asleep like towards the beginning, and like yeah. in this in this like escalation of intensity, I woke her up. I paused the movie. I explained everything to her, 
She goes, she oh, was, wow. I'll, I'll admit, she was not the happiest wife saying, with me <laughs> saying like, hey, happy Valentine's Day, sweetheart. We're watching Parasite tonight. <laughs> she wasn't, she wasn't too good. pleased about it. So she woke back up and I explained everything to her. And she's like, all right, I'm on board. And then she watched you know, up the rest of the movie. So okay, she loved it. Right, cool, she cool, loved cool. it too. Yeah. When I first watched it, I watched it with Sarah and she, she was really into it too. Um, but anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like, it's it's bonkers now. The phone rings. The the mom has to like act like nothing's going on while the two families are like going through this whole thing. It is insanity. Well, at this point, they're still like fighting in in the background, making all kinds of noise, and she's like trying to, you know, like you said, trying to act like nothing is going on. And yeah, the, the parks, you know, Mrs. Park is like, oh yeah, make us some ramen. We're coming home. You know, we got rained out while we we're camping, and so. She has to, they have to quickly clean house and make up this fucking ramen before the family walks through the door. And like they, the entire Kim family decides to hide under the fucking living room table. Mid cleaning and like, like just, you know, uh, they tied up uh, the husband of um, the old housekeeper. He's in the basement Mm -hmm. tied up. Yep. And. Uh, I think the housekeeper was still down there recovering from the recovering from the peach, the peaches, incident. yeah. And then, she, yeah, but yeah, Kevin's upstairs, up, though. Yeah, Kevin's upstairs yes. hiding underneath the daughter's bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica's in the living room. She's trying to push every push everything like just under the couches, get it fucking out of sight. She's hiding underneath the living room table, and the lights turn on, and the parks walk in, <laughs> and like. Everybody's like just frozen and like perfectly still, making sure nothing crazy happens. And that's when uh, uh, the old housekeeper—I uh, keep saying old housekeeper—but her name is Moon Guang. Uh, she's trying to like come up the steps to like bust to bust the whole Kim's thing, and <laughs> Mrs. Kim just gives her like a little twisty, a twisty swift, sidekick, little swift quick kick to the chest, and she oh, falls down man. the stairs. Oh, that, so great! Her head smacks against the concrete, oh, and dude, it is she just gets the concussion. Oh, it is not. I thought great. for sure she was dead. I'm like, nope, she's she's dead. Like she's got to be after that. Well, she eventually does die from that, though. Like mm-hmm. she does end up dying from that concussion because she says she goes dizzy, and then we just know later on that she does die. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it was messed up. I was like, all right, so somebody's down. But well, like at this point, I want to talk about <laughs> I want to talk about this scene. Um when they're all while Kevin sneaks down, he gets he gets an opportunity to sneak down out of the out of um under from the daughter's bedroom. Uh and yep. he's walking down the stairs, but then he ends up hiding under the table with his sister and his uh dad there. And like they're basically they basically just have to post up there because the parks uh, decide to sleep on the couch because their son is out in the yard <laughs> doing his own camping thing out in the rain. Oh my god! So they decide to sleep on the couch and watching him while he's doing his camping thing, whatever. Um, and then there's this really awkward scene where they start to get busy on the couch. Well, hold on, hold on, though, hold on, though, hold oh, on. You're oh. missing a big. Big important piece. This is what I think really drives Mister yeah. Kim crazy. Oh, because yes, 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 yes. Mr. yes. Park says he keeps keeps bringing up the line. He's like he's so close to passing that line, but he doesn't. Or crossing the border, or whatever. But he doesn't. And then he says, 
uh, that talks about the smell, the odor. Smell. He, says yes. it, and he, he talks about it like he's like a different species. He's like, you know, it's like when you're in the subway. And she's like, I haven't been in a subway in forever. <laughs> you know, it's just, and they're comparing him to something that they even like experience anymore. And it's very degrading. And here he is next to his kids. And he's sitting he's getting... there listening to another guy mm-hmm. laying, you know, it's just like, I think it's a it's a great scene, but man, you feel really you bad for this guy. You feel it just like the rage boiling up inside of him. Oh, yeah. You just got to sit there and just take it. You put yourself in this situation, though, so I don't feel too bad for you. Like, they're right. not, like, honestly, like, the parks are snobs, but I don't think they mean to be. I think they're just rich people. Right. And they are just behaving like rich people. And they just might be ignorant, maybe, but they're not bad people. And the Kims even say, hey, they're not bad people. Right. Mr. And they're six up for them. Right. Yeah. And they say something like, oh, they're nice, but they're only nice because they have the money to be nice and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, right. I, I, I don't think there's no like malicious intent. They're more just clueless, rich. Like they're just, you know, it's like classism at its finest here. It's, perfect uh example yeah you know like they're rich they have their they have their own lives they just live differently um completely different well they're completely but they separated. have sex and they have kinky sex because he, that, that, <laughs> the husband's like talking about some things and i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think i think it was meant to yeah intentionally be like an awkward thing like because imagine how weird that must have been for the Kim's underneath the table to be listening to that going on. Like, and as us, the audience, it's even, you know, it's awkward for us watching it and listening to it. So it's like, it gave us the short version. He's talking about the dot. The It's so uh, weird. Oh my God. She's there. Jessica's there. It was her underwear. Yeah. He's like, like, Oh, you still have those panties. I'll get, I'll get extra hard. If you pull out those panties and I'm like, Oh my God. (laughs) Then they start talking about drugs on so many levels. Yeah. Yeah. This movie is a ride, but you yeah. know. Yeah. You wanted to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, so they, they bone, and then the kids spend the night in the teepee. In there, they're, they feel it's okay because it's made in America. Um, And then something happens, right? Like they're, somebody, they oh, fall they, they start making their move. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. they're, they're asleep. Yep. They're passed out. So they start making their break. For the for the door, um, so I think well, I almost I, got caught because the sun woke up. It's like I got. I was gonna say I think dust, Kevin so. and <laughs> Kevin and Jessica made it down the stairs, and Mr. Kim's doing his army crawl towards the stairs, and then the walkie-talkie yeah goes off. Gets to freeze for a little bit there and wakes them up. That that scene like I don't know that <laughs> with Mr. Kim laying on the floor like completely motionless and still he was like there's nothing else he could have done. I don't know for yeah. some some reason that <laughs> made me laugh. Like that was just really funny. Oh, I was seeing uh, him. It's like, like that. There's that, no way he's gonna, you know, so anxiety inducing. Like it's just that was driving me right. crazy. I'm like, there. if they just look to the left, they're gonna see him just laying there. <laughs> see his feet poking out. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because they did that with uh, Kevin under the daughter's bed, and mm-hmm. the dog was he's like <laughs> waving at the dog so quietly. Get out of here! It was, oh, it was great. He almost got caught too. There's a couple times where that happens, but they eventually do get out. But it's like pouring out, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. So now they're in this rain, 
and they go deeper and deeper and deeper into the slums and then and then they well they discover they they're um oh the dad has this thing with the son talking about a plan they're like well dad what's the plan well, like we gotta get to like they get to their house but before that they talk about it on the stairs it's right like, oh yeah there's he says, I have a plan. And they're like, what is it? And then he doesn't say anything. And then they go to the house and it's just flooding with sewage. And I want to, I mean, it's, it's very cool bad. how they, they set up kind of where they live in relation to the parks. Cause like you said, they're like, the parks are way high up. Their house is fine. Like obviously the rich people live like on elevated, you know, streets and everything and as they get more and more towards their house they're going down all these steps they're going down all these alleyways and everything and like their house quote unquote house if you can call it that is literally like the last building in like the back of like this super long alley down all these stairs it's just like the separation between their you know how the um Parks live and how the Kims are living is just, I feel like it's very apparent in this scene because just the, the distance that they have to travel and how they're just constantly going down, down, down deeper into, they go, the, into the city. The director calls it a, a stairway movie because, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess to read a little bit mm-hmm. of wiki, but the staircases are used as a motif to represent the positions of the family in the homes of the Kims in the parks as well as the basement bunker. Okay. So it's kind of funny, like the basement bunker is the same thing where like that's where you know that's where the poor people are mm-hmm. hiding down okay. there like okay. the kims yeah, are yeah, down yeah. underground and all that kind yep. of stuff so yeah it's a very strong okay. visual yeah. representation yes for sure and a lot of there was a lot of fucking real nice shots in this movie like artistically everything's you know set up nice everything's framed really nice it's like got all sorts of cool shots in this like the house is gorgeous but they uh they did a great job shooting it but back to the story, they uh, get to their sewage-filled house. <laughs> First and thing he does, he goes and gets his um, his uh, award, his medal. Mm-hmm. What was that for? You notice that? They talked about in the very beginning where he had success at something. I forget what it was, wrestling or something. Well, wasn't it? Was well, I, wasn't it? I thought it was the wife because she's really she was like a shot put, uh, famous shot put, whatever. Because we see her in oh, like is that what the. It is? We see her in the in the parks yard with like a shot put. She's swinging it around and she lets it go and it hits like a yeah. fucking car or whatever. I think she <laughs> yeah. was like a Olympia Olympian. It was her. Like, okay, well he got that. Put. I noticed yeah. that he got that first. That was like the first thing he went for. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that was a nice touch. But yeah, dude. I mean, the daughter going to get her cigarettes and sitting on the toilet as it's just overflowing with shit and piss, and she's just man, and she's just sitting there and yep, that... smoking a cigarette and. Yeah, that was a that was yeah, that was a pretty powerful scene. Um, yeah, it's just messed up. Yep. So they gather all their shit and they kind of have to go to this uh, shelter with a bunch of other families and people, you know, kind of hiding out. Oh, and Kevin gets homes. the rock. The yeah, he gets the scholar. She gets rock. the cigarettes. The 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 husband get yeah, Mister Kim gets the the award or the the medal, and he gets the rock. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was like. Why? Why did he pick up that rock? I don't know. I was. It's I was very at symbolic that point, too. I was, yeah, because it's like a you know the symbol of wealth and you know stuff like that. And he says or later like, I'm I'm not leaving or I forget what he says. I'm not taking the he, rock. The rock's following me or something. Right. Like he has some some sort of connection with the with the rock. Yeah. But it's like he a, talks about that in the next scene where they're in the bunker. They're like him and his dad are laying there. Well, 
they're talking mm-hmm. about the plan stuff and he says why do you have that rock with you and he says the rock follows me or something but it's like a symbol of like moving up to the upper class like that's that's the piece that he needs to give him the luck to move up or you know to get the wealth to move up but mm. uh, they go to the shelter the dad admits he doesn't have a plan it's like plan is they have no the plan. best plan yeah when you make up a plan yeah. never life never works out that way so why even bother having a plan so yeah. um you kind of see that a little later but really they're in the shelter and then um they all individually get the calls to like oh mm-hmm. The the parks kid is going to have a birthday party in improv this garden birthday party, party. Yeah. right? <laughs> so so uh, again, uh, we talked about I I think they talked about this in the earlier scene where yeah they talked about this earlier where the son has to have his birthday away from the house because when he was younger oh, he went yeah. downstairs in the middle of the night to get cake, mm-hmm. but he bumped into. The the man who lives in the basement. He saw a right? ghost. He says he what saw. What he a ghost. thought was a ghost. He thinks he saw a ghost, which was super. And they the creepy. shot. It was so it creepy was as hell. Creepy. Oh my god! Because he had like he yellow had eyes, and it was just like the top of his head poking up the steps. Yep, dude, I would be traumatized as a kid if I saw that shit. Oh my god, I totally would. Are you kidding me? So I was like, okay, damn, poor kid. Uh, but yeah, that happened, and I I thought that was just worth. Uh, calling out before we get too far because i think that comes back later because like he scares that kid again Mm -hmm. but that's why that's why they go away for his birthday so that's yeah so they try to go camping this time but it rained so bad that was the flood so they just packed everything up and they came home so that's why they they kind of threw everything into a whirlwind and then the next day they're like well let's just have a party here mm-hmm. and i like how they're like it's just an impromptu party you could wear sweatpants they have a woman playing a cello <laughs> at this thing <laughs> yeah. a woman singing opera right like oh they make it seem like it's not a big deal like they're just yeah they're I'm inviting like, all damn. these people oh no presents no no you know it's just a small little thing and i'm like mrs yeah. kim is like carrying out like 10 picnic tape like she is slaving away getting that shit ready oh yeah mr yeah. kim's out shopping with and this is where you can start to see mr kim is starting to break like between oh yeah yeah, between the smell emotionless. stuff, like that same night, like his wife was yelling at him, calling him a cockroach because like, like just wait till, you know, if the park showed up, like he would scatter like a cockroach and you could tell that it kind of messed with him a little bit. But after, after the smell comments and then after the house flooding with sewage, like he's, he's like, you start to hear that little like violin-y undertone when he, and he's got this super serious face on and you can tell that he's not, not doing well mentally. No. Yeah. No, not so at all. So crazy. All these characters are just so interesting. Every one of them. Every character was so well done. Mm-hmm. You know, every time they interacted with each other, it was just, it's like, this is great. Absolutely. How is this going to end? And this is like the last 20 minutes of the movie is pretty much this part where the, oh yeah, they get the call. They all kind of figure out how to get there in time and all that stuff. And they go and they, and then, but the, they go, but they're like tools for them. They, they're like, okay, so Jessica, you you have to do this. Right. And Mr. Kim, you have to do this. Like, I'm paying you. Because they, they said, you show up and just show up. And I'll consider it a work day. Just show up. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And then they show up. But they're telling them to do things, you know? Right. And they let them know. So I thought that was just really messed up. And this is the thing where the parks forget they're they're kind of being dicks. It's they almost treat these people like they're not people. Because it goes both ways. Like, who are the parasites? Is it the Kims that are 
infiltrating and getting rich Ooh, off the yeah, parks yeah. or is it the parks mm. right the parks like they can't even do their own laundry they can't do their own things that they re- they rely on the lower class and just paying them whatever they're paying them to do all this stuff for them so are they you know have a parasitic relationship with the lower class because you know they're i don't know it could go both ways it's, it's weird true. it's true i never thought about it that way mm. but yeah i guess uh Getting into the party, like I saw the wood chopping at the party, and I I knew that something was gonna go wrong here because Dude, I'm like, yeah. who is wood chopping at their birthday party? I thought somebody was gonna get hatcheted in the face or something like that, but uh-huh. um, I guess during this this whole time because they still have uh Moon Wang and her husband down in the basement where mm-hmm. she right. got cracked in the skull, she's dying on the floor, and her husband is ta- at this point. Taped I think she's already like, dead. Yeah, probably. But he's like taped up and he can't get to her and she's dying right in front of him and he's he is a snapping. Mm-hmm. But so they they talk about how the son, the parks kid, he is of high intelligence or something like that. They like, like to think though. They keep trouble. Yeah. I think they just say but, that to him to like Well, to I boost wonder though, up. but like he does pick up so the guy in the basement though communicates using Morse code. Mhm. Mhm. So the kid does pick up on it, right? He sees it. Uh, he does you, see, you it see it on the, in the. Yeah, sorry. When he's yeah, we see we see it when he's in the tent. He was trying to write down what the you know the Morse code was going on, um, which that nothing ever came of that. It was like I think, I think he, he was signing out, like out "Help me," right? Yeah, because his head was he's all bashing like, his head against the the. I buttons. mean, he has a legit. Sc- caught in that head like he mm-hmm. went to town to get that thing communicated so this guy is got a dead wife he's already got cabin fever oh yeah uh he's probably an unstable guy in general to put himself in this situation uh and then yeah so he's bleeding from the heads i mean he's delirious at this point yep and when he does bring, oh my god this is oh that's right so well kevin goes so down kevin there with the, the rock party, he's like i yeah. have he's like the girl can tell like yo you're not right and he's like kissing her and stuff and she's like you're not here you're not oh, where are you and he's like i gotta go to the basement real quick <laughs> so yeah he goes down there with his rock mm-hmm. of course he drops it i think well yeah, he's like oh, th- three stooges again is he going down there like, to kill dude, him what is it with- that's what i, I was know. wondering too like i don't know we don't find out because he drops it and he right he goes down there and he sees the the old housekeeper he's like okay you're like are you okay because he sees something but that guy comes around it's really creepy like a thriller movie like this string, the string comes around his neck and he drags him and he chains him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, he, and the dude tries to kill him. Throws the noose around his neck free. and then, yeah, he tries. Yeah. Kevin goes well, running. He breaks free. And he goes running up the steps. the thing dangling behind like a leash. Yep. Yeah, dude. Yep. This is when the movie I was like, oh, fuck. Because you think he's killed. You think Kevin's I thought killed? he was the dead. Up the top? I thought he was dead too. Yeah. He bashes him the twice in the head. And- Right, with this huge rock. I'm like, the, yeah, and he's like twitching on the floor, blood coming out of his head. I'm like, I don't know. I I think he's dead. I wasn't 100% sure, but I was like, mm, that, that seems Yeah, you're pretty, like, uh, where is this going? Because like, he just got killed. The other woman's dead. Mm-hmm. And this guy just grabbed the knife. And he's walking to the party. Yo. And he's just like. Nobody noticed oh him. Goodness. He was just standing there, this dude with a knife in the back. I mean, everybody has got their attention focused in a different direction but he was just standing behind everybody just chilling there just because just because bringing out the cake and they're doing like the happy birthday thing but mm-hmm. i 
I was a little confused why he went after Jessica to start off the whole shebang, all the whole melee. I guess because he knew that it I was her he, daughter. Yeah, I think daughter. he just wanted to kill the entire family. Yeah. Yeah, she... She was the yeah. closest one in proximity to him at that point. She's in the middle of everybody. Because Mr. Mr. Kim was still hiding in the bushes with Park because they were going to do their whole Indian yeah, attack on Jessica. Right. In his mind. And the sun was down there bleeding. So, yeah, she was the next one kind of in line in his view at that okay. point. So uh, he went for her, stabbed her in the chest. And that's the point when um, I think Mrs. Kim was there as well. And she sees all this happening. And she she's got like a barbecue thing. Oh, yeah. She's got a skewer skewer. Yep. Well, he starts yeah. like he starts yelling out her name because that's what his wife was saying. Like, right? Oh, what a nice. <laughs> he was saying, she was saying something like, "Oh, oh, what a nice lady." Uh, Chung Soo kicked me down the steps, or like, yep. something like that. Like a little and bit of yeah, she, but yeah, she was the reason that his wife. So that's dead, basically. That's really who he's looking for. But he starts yeah, yelling exactly. her name. Uh, Mr. Kim comes out of the bushes when he sees his daughter get stabbed and she's trying to like put pressure on it. And the mom and the the, the crazy husband are <laughs> fighting. Everybody's mm-hmm. panicking and running just. And then Mr. Park is just wants his car keys. He's like, Mr. Kim, like leave the, leave the girl to die. Come drive me. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and that's kind of, I guess what makes Mr. Kim snap, I guess. Cause obviously he's, you know, holding yeah, his, di- well, holding his dying after- daughter. It was after. Oh yeah, because <laughs> after the um, crazed husband was dead uh, from the skewer to the side, Mister uh, Park has to get his car keys, but they were underneath his dead body. And when he picked up and he rolled over the body to get his car keys, he was like visibly like disgusted, like holding his oh, nose because yeah, of the smell. Get the smell. It was the smell. The guy in the it all came back to the smell. I didn't smell good. No. Yep. Even at that moment, you're like worrying about the smell. I was like, this is a dead. Uh, yeah, dude. It That's so the point up. where Mr. Kim lost it, grabbed the knife, and just. Idiot. Grabbed his knife. He shouldn't have done it, but yep. he did. Grabbed the knife. He just snapped. Mr. Park, he right snapped. in the chest. And then booked. He dipped out. He dipped out while his daughter was bleeding out, and his I son know. was down in the basement bleeding yeah. out. Well, in he a didn't. Coma. Well, because he saw his son leaving. Um, yeah, I guess he saw at that the, point, the daughter, the daughter carrying know. the son out. I mean, there was blood all over. Oh, him, right, he was right. Well, he didn't mess. know that his son was even hurt, though. He just saw that his son, like something happened. It was like, oh my god. But but his daughter was literally laying on the ground, bleeding out, dying, and he was just like, "I'm out. I'm out of here." I think he pretty much knew. Like she said, like you know, don't put pressure on it. It hurts too much, or something like that. And pretty much, she got stabbed like right in the heart. Like it's oh yeah. She, it yeah, was a pretty, it's a pretty gruesome scene yeah. all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like, it's weird. Like it, it jumps because it jumps from that, there. That's how you feel at that scene. You're just like, what the fuck happened? And then like, uh, yeah, really, like that escalated quickly. They start jumping some time because they kind mm-hmm. of go into a narrative kind of thing a little bit. But you, you learn uh, that the the husband, Mr. Kim, disappears. Nobody knows news wise. They just know that this story happened, and you know the the daughter dies. Jessica passes away. Mr. Park was killed, and the mom and the son Kevin they are on trial, but they get put on probation. 
Right. They get and, off with probation. And then they just yeah. kind of get trailed by the police for a while. But Right, because they're trying to find Mr. Kim, trying to track him down. And like yeah. to them, he just kind of disappeared like mm-hmm. in, in thin air. Like there's no trace of him anywhere. They said they didn't even know either until Kevin went to visit the house because he was mm-hmm. also in Boy Scouts or something like that. And he, he knew Morse code and he saw his dad making a note. Yep. Sending because, him a message. Yeah, because the Kims or the, the Kims, um, the parks moved out of the house. Right. And there was somebody else living there now, which is even weirder. But I don't know. I don't know why he really thought i thought he was going back there to like creep on the daughter or something but no they were completely gone and then he sees the flashing light and that's kind of the it's not even the same family like though that. that family bailed after that yeah. they they moved it was a yep. whole other family they were gone but they yep. specifically say they say like that so the, does this really happen did, like or, you know regarding the story but did the dad really communicate this to the son and he did figure that out he's like on the he's like living with this sheet of paper trying to crack the code He's, he's doing it. Out. He says he's doing it every single night okay. too. So. so that did yeah. happen. Yeah, I think yeah. that. Yeah, okay. it's just the part after that didn't. The news right. specifically okay. when the news said like, uh, the you know, the murderer of Mister Park was not seen on any like other cameras or whatever. I'm like, I know exactly where this fucking guy is. Yep. Because like you know it, and then it like jumps to his timeline or whatever when he's running away from the party. He turns the corner and there's like a whole group of people, and he's completely covered in his daughter's blood. Dips back in the house, dips back into the basement, right into the basement. Shuts yep. shuts the door, and he's been down there since. So it's kind of like a like you know he's the crazy guy in the basement now too. Yeah, and he just sees at night. Mm-hmm. Now he says like every night I go to get food, I take my life in my hands and. Grabs a couple things and stuff like that, and he buried the old uh, housekeeper because she was dead. So he buried her the best he could in the backyard, and yeah, he he lives this life, and that's, <laughs> I mean, that sucks for him. But the son is now aware of the situation, and he mm-hmm. fantasizes that he will go to college because he says, "I have a plan," you know. He's now. He's going to go to college. He's going to get a good job. He's going to get a wife. He's going to buy the house. And then his dad will be freed. So, like, when I own the house, dad, you can come up and we can be reunited. Mm-hmm. But that's all just a fantasy at that point because it's, it's, it's really, weird yep. because goes yeah, back you a don't know. It's like he's just got done cracking the code. He's just thinking about. You don't know right. it's a dream, and you think, like, oh, they're, you know, it's just montaging its way forward. But then, like, nope. Back to reality, like yeah, you're, you're still in your shit. Kills house. it this last half hour with so many, well, all these things they pulled off. It's it's right. It's it's incredible. It's it's really deserves the movie of the year that award that it got or whatever. Like good good for good for everybody involved with this. Like I, I don't I I don't know the actors. You know, I'm a, I'm just like a your average American guy. I don't know anything about Korean movies, and I saw this and. Um, I thought the acting was really good. I think the the father, Mr. Kim, is f- fairly known though. So I just, I guess I just haven't seen his movies. But mm-hmm. um, I thought the acting was really good. It looked good. And just once you great yeah, story. Once you get like I don't know, it takes like a couple minutes to get used to reading subtitles, and like the only thing that's a pain is because I'm trying to take notes while I'm watching, and I can't like look down and I, I don't want to miss anything, but. Like you don't, I don't even didn't even notice it after like the first couple minutes. I was just like, I was just right in the movie. It was great. 
I was kind of like reserving myself a little bit in the beginning. I'm like, maybe I'll just watch this movie and won't take any notes. Um, just cause I got, I wanted to pay attention to the subtitles. Didn't want to miss anything. But yeah, after a while, I'm like, okay, I gotta, I gotta write this shit down. Cause there's like <laughs> so many, so many good things happening right now. Um, but yeah, it was, it was cool. How did, I mean, how did you guys feel about Mr. Kim at the end there? Like, cause I was like, I don't know. I was, I, I, I didn't know how, cause clearly they want to find him and they want him back, but I wasn't sure like. I don't know. He is he's not he's not a great person. You kind, you kind of you feel know? bad for him, but he's also like, yeah, he's not redeem like he's not redeemable really. I no. don't know. Like I, I had mixed feelings. Yeah, like you said, I feel a little bit bad for him, but he he just left. Like he just dipped out. I don't know. Like it was kind of like his wife said, he was a bit of a cockroach there as soon as trouble came down, he kind of scurried away and hid in the shadows and, you know. That's true. He's kind of fending of for himself. Yeah, he. It just seemed like he had the best interest for himself at that point. Well, when the when he's going to the house when it's flooding with all the sewage, there's like a guy begging from like, dude, help! Like, please! He's right. like in the stairs, like water's blowing all over him, and he's trying to like hand him something. He can't even bother. Nope. You know? And like he does, he's like the first time we're introduced, he's just laying there on the floor, just laying there, and the the wife is like, I know you're not sleeping. Right. You know. Same, like, I, he's, like he's like a deadbeat. I was just gonna mm-hmm. say he's kind of because like he should have been out like you know looking for a job. I'm sure there's, I mean pizza box folding whatever, but like I don't know. There's gotta he's, be gotta be something. He's a good driver. He could have been driving this whole time. Well, and he, apparently he takes it really all good goes turns. back to that uh, <laughs> right. It all goes back to that you know his his whole speech about have not having a plan. You know like he didn't have a plan this entire movie. He's just kind of rolling with the punches and like he's gonna do whatever he has to do kind of to to survive um even if that means you know hurting I feel everybody bad else. for kevin and jessica honestly like they're they were raised, oh, yeah. like this is a, their father figure and look what they're doing you know and they're i don't know it sucks yes yeah, it's, it's true yep you see kevin's kevin's friend at the university like he's like you know what what he could be because they say that you know he failed the university entrance exam a couple times or whatever but he's really close to getting in but you know like he's got that potential to be that other guy but he just hasn't quite fulfilled that potential it's tough yeah he's a smart kid i mean he he got i mean it seems like him and jessica were really good at their jobs considering i mean i guess all of them are good at their jobs you know they're just the way Mm -hmm. they went about it was kind of yeah just uh what did you call it, Dave? Uh, Philadelphia. It's always sunny in South Korea. Yeah, dude. That's <laughs> kind of what it is a little bit, you know. That's how, like, because the gang in Always Sunny is not very redeemable either, and they're all right. about ripping people off and grifting, and you know, doing yeah, what they, doing what they got to do. They all have their own self interest in mind. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same, but I don't know. It was yep. a it was an intense, a much more intense movie than I thought. Yeah. I'm glad that we talked about this one. Um, I'm glad you guys liked it. And I'm, I don't think there's much else we could really say other than it's just a hell of a ride for a story and it, it looks good. And yeah, some of the, some of the shots in it are pretty striking. Like it's, it's definitely a good filmography cinematography. That's what I'm looking for. (laughs) Yep. I was, yeah, I was completely, I, like I said, I went in with zero expectations 
and was pleasantly surprised because I mean, I, I knew nothing about it going in. And, you know, if you are watching it for the first time, I would recommend the same um, just because it, I feel like, you know, if you kind of know anything about this movie going in, it could kind of kind of ruin it, especially obviously the twist and everything. But the thing is, like um, some of the movies that win Oscars and stuff like that, like, I don't know, aren't the greatest movies like they might have like great cinematography or you know good acting in it or something but it like i don't know this one has a good combination of everything between the actors and the filming and all that kind of stuff so it's good to see that it won a lot of stuff too so props to them yeah yeah i feel like it definitely crossed a, a lot of different genres cuz there is some like comedy stuff in there there's some like drama. There's some legitimate like horror stuff too. Like there's thriller stuff. There's tons, tons of different stuff. Like something for everybody in there. So yeah, um, good story. I yeah, highly recommend it. Like even you know, I feel like this is probably one of my first uh, Korean movies that I've watched before. But like yeah, like you said, like Dave said, once you kind of get over the subtitles, like you don't even really notice it anymore and. You know, you're just so invested in the story. And I was on the edge of my seat the entire time, just wanted to know what was going to happen next. Yeah. And I don't know if it sounds rude for me to say this, but like, you know, when I sat down and I knew it was going to be a, a, a movie from South Korea, I was like, man, am I am I not going to get this because of just a different culture? You know, but no, I I got everything. Yeah, I think. You know? Yeah, I think I feel like that's. A kind of uh, a tough thing is to get over the language barrier. The, um, he had a is, he had a great line when I believe it was when he was accepting the awards. Um, he used a translator to deliver his ex, ex, his acceptance speech, but he said, "Once you overcome the one inch tall barrier of subtitles, you'll be introduced to so many more amazing films." That, which yeah, is such, a perfect that's way. Such of, a good yeah. yeah, like it's not that big a deal. Like I felt that way kind of when we were watching. Uh, Alice in Borderlands, stuff like Alice that. Alice in Borderlands, or, or mm-hmm. an anime, you know, like Akira, anime like any of those. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. If you can get over that, then, uh, like, yeah. Because that's, that's perfectly, perfectly said. In every other aspect, like, it's as good or better than anything that's made here. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fantastic work. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, not, I think, I think that's it from us right there's nothing else we could talk about i'm sure we could uh, but keep let's... gushing forever but uh, yeah no it's good it's tell good. other people to it's watch good. it it's great well if you can deal with the subtitles then then you're you'll be fine but anyways uh i have a game for us i'm Ooh. pulling back an oldie sweet uh it's the one called i think it's called <laughs> hey who said that which i which is basically <laughs> me reading scripts from movies oh boy. and the first one to call out who thinks they got it right we get the point so right. Right. i remember being terrible at this game so <laughs> i can't wait i remember learning that you guys didn't know the movie usual suspects and i was just like what well, <laughs> how do you guys not know that movie all right, all right let's take a break and then we'll, we'll play that
Okay, we're back. It's game time. So Act cool. 3, we always play a game. And this uh, game is called Hey, Who Said That? It's a silly name for something where I basically look for you know, like a script to a movie. And I just start reading it. And I just want either these fine gentlemen to shout out their name. If they think they know what movie it is. If they get it right, they get a point. If they get it wrong, then they got to shut up until the other person takes a guess, and then they can get the point, or and if they don't, we'll just continue. So, there's only five movies, so we'll just see where we land with points. Best of three. Mm -hmm. Or first to three. Yeah, first to three. Or wherever we get. Hopefully <laughs> we don't. Yeah. Hopefully we don't have any repeats the last time, but... Uh, hopefully not. Okay. So, the first movie begins as such. Ta-da! <laughs> You're only a fool if you give up, boy. Who are you? A lowly prisoner like yourself. But together, perhaps, we can be more. I'm listening. Dave. There. Is this Star Wars The Last Jedi? No. Uh, oh, mm. okay. All right, now I get to sit back and listen. This is a cave, boy. A cave oh, of Oh, damn it. <laughs> filled with treasures beyond your wildest dreams. Eric? Treasure enough to impress even your princess, Eric. I'd wager. Oh, damn it. This is Aladdin? Yes. Yeah, baby. Wow. Nice. Uh, the, the prisoners thing got me. I didn't think okay, it, I didn't yeah. think Genie yeah. was calling I think Genie was calling him boy, but it's a little rough. No, that's Jafar, Jafar, right? Jafar talking to Aladdin. Oh, it's Jafar. Well, he's yeah. he's, he's, he's disguised as his, yeah, yeah, he's got his disguise. He's another prisoner. Yep. Damn it. That was yep. a good one. All right. Well, there you go. Sweet. So Eric has one. Here we go. Second movie. I feel like you're driving me to a court uh, court martial. This is crazy. What did I do? I feel like you're going to pull over and snuff me. What? You're not allowed to talk? We can talk, sir. Oh, I see. So it's personal. No, you intimidate them. Good God. You're a woman. I honestly, I couldn't e call that. Eric? I mean, I'd apologize. Eric, is this is is this Ace Ventura, pet detective? No. Okay. No. <laughs> I was saying, Finkel is not Einhorn. Darn it. I mean, I'd apologize, but it isn't that what we're going here for. I thought of you as a soldier first. I'm an airman. You have actually excellent bone structure there. I'm kind of having a hard time not looking at you now. Is that weird? Come on. It's okay. Laugh. Sir, I have a question to ask. Yes, please. Is it true you went 12 for with... <laughs> Let me read that again. <laughs> Is it true you went 12 for with last year's Maxim cover models? Oh, what is this? That is an excellent question. Yes and no. I might know this. Marsh and I had a scheduling conflict, but fortunately, the Christmas cover was twins. Anything else? You're kidding me with the hands up. All right. Is it cool if I take a picture with you? Yes, it's very cool. All right. I don't want to see this on your MySpace page. Please, no gang signs. No, throw it out. Oh, I'm Dave. Kidding. This is Iron Man. Yes, it is Iron Man. I'm horrible okay. at acting. In, in, uh, I can't. My Robert Downey Jr. I'm I remember the just... kid no gang signs part, but. I don't think I would have gotten that. It's the opening scene. He's like in the Got it. Humvee. In the back of the... Now I... Yeah. yeah. I, 
that my mind was not mm. there at all. But you've seen yeah. the movie. Oh yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. I've seen I, 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 I always feel bad. Like I don't want to pick a movie you haven't seen, but I feel like you guys have seen these movies. All right. Dave got one, so hey. we are tied at one. Third movie. Oh, that's dis. <laughs> oh, that is disgusting. <laughs> Murderer. No, 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 you murdering dog. No, it's not what you think, I swear. Save it for the jury. I hope Sid pulls off your voice box Eric. out. <laughs> this is Toy Great. Story. Yep. <laughs> oh, damn it. You're getting all the Pixar and Disney ones Dude, again. Dude, that's all I watch these days. <laughs> uh, that's your bread and butter, it hey? It is. Yep, oh, yep. I knew, uh, yep, okay. I knew as soon that, as the, from the first couple lines, I'm like, this sounds very familiar. Is that the first Toy Story? Yeah, yep. Toy Story okay. number one. You murdering dog. Yeah. It's Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, here we go. Number four. Eric has two. Dave has one. I will not defer. I have come here before you to resolve this attack on our sovereignty. Now, I was not elected to watch my people suffer and die. Is this Phantom Menace? It is Phantom Menace. Oh, oh, good, good one, man. I will not look while my PayPal suffer. Okay. Is she saying while she's all dolled up? Yeah, she Pad, can't move. I know a Padme speech when I hear one. Yep. Nice. That was a good one. All right. To the tiebreaker. Oh boy. All right. Good luck, guys. May, uh, <laughs> a... may the one oh. who is, I don't know, ready. Deep, I don't know. Deep cut. No. <clears throat> Number five. We've gotten here. Oh, sweet revenge. Do you see my curse worked perfectly? That's because thou art perfect. I knew I left this cauldron on. Didn't I tell you? Eric? Oh, I knew Eric? It. Is this Hocus Pocus? It is Hocus yes! Pocus. Yes! Oh, my God. <laughs> also, Hocus Pocus, I've seen a thousand times, so. I don't yeah. know if I've ever seen Hocus Pocus, what? thankfully. It's like a Halloween classic. I don't watch a Bette Midler movies. Sorry. It's a classic. What? I, yeah, I, no Eric, thanks. you deserve that win. How dare you, <laughs> Pass. I love Hocus Pocus is fantastic. Dude, I, that's a great movie. Gotta it's watch movie. it every Halloween. We gotta watch it. Yeah, you do. Of course. I think we bought that movie. So I was like, I have to own this. I'm like, yeah, you do. Well, they're making a new one now, aren't they? They yeah, are making a Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah, yep. that'll be interesting. Yeah. Congrats. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps the game up. So congratulations, Eric. Yes. Uh, well done knowing the theme was Disney. I was going to say, the, got the Disney movies. It was all Disney stuff. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. So there you go. Uh, but other than that, if you guys want to plug in some social and then we can get out of here. Sure. I'll just do a really quick social plug really quick. Uh, you a can, really quick? A really quick. <laughs> you can follow us at Nomads of Fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us nomadsoffantasy at gmail.com. Um, and those are the main places where you can Anybody can, us. dude. Like, you don't have Anybody. to be in this country. Dave and I were looking at where people are, like, listening to the show from. Everywhere, dude. Ukraine. That's kind of crazy. I love Nomads it. Nomads are everywhere. Hey, India is, is our... India? India, yeah. India is our number two behind the United States of uh, most listens. So thank you, anyone listening from India who's hearing this right now. We love you. And I'm glad that there's nomads out there internationally. Everywhere. 
Yes, find other nomads. Tell them about the show. We must be one. <laughs> no, that's cool. But uh, yeah, I dig it. So, okay. Well, thanks for plugging social. And Dave, you're probably going to say what you always say. Uh, it's still cold outside. Get more games in while it's still cold. And you can you can stay inside guilt-free. Well, for us in the Northern Hemisphere, it's cold. So Play get out games. there. And, yeah. yeah, absolutely. With that. All right. Safe travels, nomads. Respect! Respect! Okay.